You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the King of All Kings Podcast. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Yes, sir. You already know the vibes. This is J Street Vibes right here on your airwaves. Kenny Caraway, Jason Jones, the man himself. What's going on with you, Jay? Nothing much. You know, uh, the football team I grew up rooting for decided to go loose oh. to a guy who was on Get Up. Oh. Earlier, um, I was, you know, my college football team firing the offensive coordinator and the O-line coach before the season's over. Then didn't the basketball team lose to, like, holy names or something like that? UC Davis, the basketball team. Ah. Jeez. Yeah, so pretty much, you know, and what's going on with the, the Lakers, you know, need not be repeated. So <laughs> I'm pretty much, you know, the sports world sucks for me right now. I've been there. I've been there. I know how it is. I know how it is. Usually, Jason, when I talk about the sports world sucking for me, a lot of that has to do with what's going on with my basketball team, the Sacramento Kings. But it's not really that bad right now. No. no. The crazy thing. It's not bad that right now. Kings, 6-6 six and six at 500 after their 122 the 115 win over the Golden State Warriors on Sunday night at the Golden One Center. And yeah, I'm I'm feeling all right about this team right now. I feel all right. I feel as all right. You should, as you should. I mean, what four wins in the last six games, you know? De'Aaron Fox out there doing what he does, and then you're starting to get contributions from everybody else. Yeah. You start to get that random. We don't know who the other guy's gonna be, but someone shows up and helps out. Yeah. So yeah, you got you know. I mean, on Sunday, I'm thinking, oh, man, they gave up Daniel 40 in the first quarter. It might be one of them nights again. They they figured it out, you know, and, you know, and the Warriors put that run on. They like to put on teams, and they answered mm-hmm. it. They stopped it. it. You know, that run didn't go from a lead to a 10-point hole like it came no. with the Warriors. So, no. no, I said, you got plenty of reason to feel good. I mean, I think some of the some of your friends in the fan base are going a little too far now. Beating <laughs> the Lakers ain't what it means like it used to mean, you know. that you know letting that team shoot 50 percent of most from three is nothing to be bragging about yeah well they look they 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 gonna do that it feels like against the the kings every time i mean that's just what the warriors do they feel comfortable going up against the kings but Mm -hmm. this is a third well this was the third time that these these two teams had squared off already this year and one of the things that i like seeing in this matchup, which is a bit of a litmus test. Like you said, the Warriors aren't playing at a championship level right now, but it's Lakers, the Warriors, they still got Steph Curry. You know, they still got that man number 30. You know what I mean? So there's that. In that other game they played, that team is just terrible. So, um, I mean. They, they ain't got it. Clay, in this game on Sunday, though, Clay started to wake up a little bit. 
Um, <laughs> but what one of the things that's happened in those three games is the Kings have 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 I say they haven't blinked each time they've played them. You know, yeah, they haven't closed the game out the second time or the first time they, you know, got off to a slow start. This last time, though, the Warriors tried to put that same pressure on them, sort of take them into the deep waters. This mm-hmm. time, the Kings were ready to swim. They didn't blink. The Aaron Fox went right back at them. Um, DeMontis Sabonis went right back at them. Kevin Herter did the same thing. Keegan Murray with big games. And that's that's a sign of growth to me, you know, with this team. That's a, that's a sign that... You know, they're, they're starting to, number one, feel good about themselves, but also maybe learn from mistakes of the past. And when I talk about just this this season in particular. Yeah, I mean, it helps seeing that, you know, seeing a team three times that can, what it feels like a week. It wasn't a week, but right. <laughs> it feels right. like they've played it's them. in a week. <laughs> yeah, it feels like they played them eight times already this season. <laughs> you know, but I think that, that definitely does help. And like to me, the, the, the thing I liked the most from the Kings was the, just the resilience that, when they when when the Warriors said here we come, they said okay, we you know we see you, but we raise you. You know we'll we'll see your you know your stuff you know three point onslaught in the fourth. We'll mm-hmm. raise you with some Sabonis putbacks and you know, De'Aaron getting into the paint. And what I liked about De'Aaron's game that game was the numbers weren't like incredibly splashy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a thirty five point game, but he figured out okay they need me now. Yeah, I'm gonna go get a bucket. Yeah. It was it was the timing of it, you know. Some guys can get big numbers, but the points come when you're already down twenty. Then you're like, well, then you. And it's like a false positive. It's like, well, yeah, he had thirty, but you know, most of those points could have came when the game was out of hand. He made sure his points mattered, especially in that fourth quarter. Yeah, and he's been doing that all year long. One of the uh, I forgot the stats that we had on the show earlier today, but Will Z broke down some of the stats. You know, in clutch minutes and clutch times, it was something ridiculous. Like he's shooting like 60% from the field, 54% from three, you know, and, and one of the, the the top crutch time players in the league so far this year. And it matches up with what we've been seeing. I mean, we could even take it back to Friday and what he did against the Lakers on Friday night when, you know, that was it wasn't like you said he had 32 points that's a lot of points i'm not dismissing that but it's it's uh it was one of the best performances i've seen from him as far as being poised being under control he's at that point right now jason where he can get to his spot and get whatever shot that he wants whenever he wants to you know he knows his spot is that mid-range area that 15 to 18 feet away and he gets there and he elevates and shoots with supreme confidence anytime he wants to. And we saw that on full display to go back in time a little bit with what we saw on Friday against the Lakers. Yeah. And you talk to a lot of coaches, you know, around the league, they'll tell you, you know, throw out a guy like, you know, can't like Steph is like a freak of nature, but mm-hmm. your great players can dominate that mid range area mm-hmm. because they're going to chase you off that line. If you're a good shooter, they're not letting you get to the rim. Yeah. And I know people talk about the mid-range shot is not a good shot. It's not, you know, the analytics say it's not a great shot. But as one coach told me, it's not a great shot for a bad player. (laughs) (laughs) He said, no. He said, because, well, they're not good. He said, your greats feast there. And look at some of your, your, your great perimeter players over the last 20, 30, 40 years. MJ feasted in that area. Mm. You know, because it, it puts so much pressure on the defense. Well, you know, 
You know, Kobe lived there. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, when you're thinking Kawhi would, would go to work in that. Yeah, that Kawhi would go to work right from there. KD can post up in that mid post range. You know, you, you know, great players can dominate from there. And I, that's what I like about it, too, is just that we're not going to let you get to the rim. OK, that's fine. He had like that, that fadeaway against the Lakers. I'm just like, damn. Mm. I mean, you know, if he's going to be hitting you with those, <laughs> you just got, you know, you got a problem. Yeah. You know, never mind if they, you know, the Lakers are out there with me playing the two, you know, part of the game. <laughs> the ironic thing about that is the Lakers play well that night. I thought, you yeah. know, a lot of people looked, oh, how, how can you let the Lakers hang with you? I mean, Russ played really well, Monty Walker played well. AD played well. I thought the Lakers played well that night. And the Kings, they didn't play great defense. And that was a little frustrating to watch. But, um, you know, the Lakers, the Lakers stepped up to the plate that night with LeBron out. I mean, yeah, but still. That was a two-week team when you went in there. (laughs) And, you know, then until they started throwing up threes at the end, they were shooting 50 from three. To me, still the scary thing about the Kings is that when you defend how they've defended most of this season, mm. no one, everyone feels like they're still in the game. They're like, we're going to get, we're going to get looks. Yeah. You know, and I would love, you know, I was looking at the stats from the first 10 or 11 games, you know, this, the, the field goal percentage they allow is too high. And you can't give up overall and three being the bottom two or three in the league. But, right. you know, like I said, it's 12, we're 12 games in and, you know, I think the fact they're trending in the right direction helps. And you just hope if, you know, from their perspective that you start to figure out, okay, maybe there's a lineup they can go to. I mean, now we're seeing, you know, Mezzi playing a lot more. Mezzi wasn't in the rotation a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you you, you know, maybe they'll figure some things out. But, I mean, to go from 0-4 to 6-6, and you know, that's, that, that's a good spot for them to be in right now. And then you've got Brooklyn coming in who – couldn't even beat the got blown out by you know the second worst team in the Western Conference, the LA Lakers. Yeah, <laughs> you know and you don't you know and Kyrie won't play again. You know, that, you know uh, who knows what I mean. I haven't looked at that rest of the injury report. What's going on with Ben Simmons? Still got KD. KD's KD, and he makes everyone's defense look as bad as it's KD. Yeah. But the Kings are. I mean, the Kings are in a good spot. I think. I think De'Aaron's playing at a good level. The, the key for De'Aaron is that we've seen him have like these good two week stretches. Mm-hmm. I want to see a good two, three month stretch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen yeah. him, you know, have a good stretch, get player of the week. You know, they'll win four or five in or whatever, six or seven. You know, they'll have a stretch like this. Yeah. You know, I want to see how he's playing when not after a game 25. Right. Not that he has to be at 30 points a game, you know, but. Just can he just continue to be impactful? And I, so far, I don't see any sign that he won't be impactful. He's been aggressive every game I've seen. I mean, I, there hasn't been a game where I say, "Oh God, did De'Aaron even play?" <laughs> you know. So I mean, they're I think they're in a good spot right now. Things are you know they they seem to be figuring things out. I like the fact that Mike Brown can kind of pick and choose depending on the opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, a Terrence Davis may not play one night, then he may get twenty minutes the next night. Yeah. And when you get good buy-in, you know, you start to get that buy-in, you can do things like that. And it helps when you're winning, too. I mean, it's you know, it's guys that going to moan and complain when you're losing. But if you're winning, you may not be happy, but you'll at least shut up. 
Right, right. They, um, I agree with everything you said uh, there entirely, but also the defensive thing, right? Like, I'd like to see them defend a little bit better. I think they're, you know, one of the bottom teams in the league in defense. And we talked about De'Aaron Fox in, in, in crunch time and his numbers. Well, in those same crunch time moments, I think they're like one of the worst defensive teams in basketball. So they've got to they've got to improve um, on those things. But I will say this, as we speak right now, recording this on a Monday night, I'm I'm old school, Jason. You know, I know you got your your poor 36s and the offensive rating and per 100 possessions. Look, I understand. I'm not disparaging that or anything, but I'm old school, right? I'm just looking at points per game, okay? And right now, they're top five in the league, averaging 116 points a night. Um, top five, number five in the league. And, and they're also top three. They're tied for second with Boston, shooting 48% from the field. And those are things to be honest with you, Jay, that I look at this team. I don't think it's going to change. Like, I think this is, they score. They've got scores on here. I, th- I think that's essentially who they are. They can get better on the defensive end. And if those two match up, we, we may be cooking with grease as Mark Jones would say. Yeah. They're going to have to get better defensively just because it's good. You know, with the way they play, you know, think back to like, say those, around that we believe era warriors where they were so fun to watch because they had so many guys who could score but everyone in the league said i can't wait to play the warriors because we're gonna get up a hundred and something you know <laughs> we're gonna get up we're gonna get our points too i remember yeah. one, one year yeah guys would be like oh we're playing the warriors they don't play no defense it's gonna be fun <laughs> and what you don't want is guys to come in thinking you know what yeah they, we're gonna give up some points but we for sure gonna get ours too so mm-hmm. we're gonna have a ball game and right. you know, I the to me the, uh, the you know you look at the stats. The the one that concerned me the most with them is the amount of points in the paint they give up. Mm. To me, that's that you know those are you know at one point. I mean, I was looking at this about a week ago. They were giving about fifty five points a game in the paint, but they were only they were like tops in the league in fewest fast break points allowed. Mm. So that means teams are breaking you down in the half court and getting what they want. Yeah. And that's to me, that's going to be if you look at all the numbers, you know, you look at, you know, three point percentage overall field goal percentage. To me, you got to get that points in the paint thing, because what happens in crunch time is if teams that they can get to the bucket on you in crunch time, mm-hmm. no one's scared. Mm-hmm. They're like, OK, well, yeah, it's a close game. We're getting to the, you know, because what that also means is that if you're not getting to the rim, you're probably going to get to the line in those situations. Yeah. And so you want to try to shut that down, but I mean, just may it just may be a thing with who they are because Sabon- no one's going to con- confuse Sabonis with the Kimbe Mutombo or Mark Eaton or Rudy Gobert. No one's going to confuse him with those guys. <laughs> you know, they don't have a guy they can just plug in there and say we're going to shut the paint down. All right. So it just may be a thing where you say, you know what? Maybe you just get you know instead of giving up fifty five, you give up fifty. You know. You mm-hmm. figure something out, but yeah, that's to me. That's you know when I've when I see those those high paint paint those those paint numbers going up, it's just like you can't you you can't be a team that's scoring a lot, but also giving up a lot of easy easy ones. And you know what that tells me too, Jason, is because um, you're right. That's not the, they don't have the rim protector um, in the middle right now. But that tells me they got to step up their their defense on the perimeter. 
You know, like just because you don't have a rim protector, that's not a good excuse to be like, well, I guess we're just not going to be good defensively. Hey, help Sabonis out. Keep people out of the paint. You know what I mean? Don't let don't let these point guards and and these wings get paint touches that way and, and try and do a better job on the perimeter. And that's on, you know, the Foxes and the Herders and Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray and guys like that. Hey, make a wall. All right, help help your guy out a little bit. Just like on the flip side, if you guys weren't good and he was a good rim protector, he'd be helping you out a little bit. Help him out. Don't put him in those type of positions. So, um, yeah. help the helper, as they say, help the helper. That's you what know, it is. You know, if you if 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 you see that man's helping, be ready to rotate. You yeah. know, don't, you know, just don't get caught staring. Going, you know, and the worst thing you can do with a defense is when you say, "Well, I had my guy, but it's like no." <laughs> You got to keep it. It's got to be constant. And twelve games in, I didn't expect the team that's been bad on defense as long as they were to turn it around in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So two or three weeks. I mean, the, what helps? They're winning, and I think you know as they kind of figure things out, their style of play, their pace can make teams maybe take some. Un- you know, one thing you do see too is that when you're playing a team like this, guys will start taking bad shots. So they'll be like, oh, okay. Oh, we got we getting up and down. All of a sudden, you got guys who have no business shooting three, shooting. You know, yeah. maybe you can lull some teams into into some bad shots like that. I mean, there's there's several ways to do it. So, yeah. again, they won four or six. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like they're you know, <laughs> just you know, getting you know, giving up 140 a night. But <laughs> it's definitely got to. It's definitely got to get. It's, it's going to have to get better eventually because it's going to be nice that those shots don't fall. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jason, we're going to take a quick break. When I come back, well, I live here. You, 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 you weren't ready for this, but I know you'll be ready to talk about it because you just, you're the professor. That's what you do. I want to talk to you a little bit about De'Aaron Fox off the court and some of the news that he made off the court. So we'll get into that. Jason Jones, Kenny Carraway, J Street Vibes. We'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back here on J Street Vibes, Kenny Carraway, Jason Jones, uh, giving you everything that you need to know about the Sacramento Kings. We talked about how um, they had a hell of a weekend beating the Lakers and beating the Warriors to get themselves to 500. And one real quick, one of the things that um, came to my mind that, you know, I know you know the the inner workings of you know, how, how things go off the court, you know, the, the agent life, the style life and all this other stuff. And there was some pretty, pretty big news, I guess you could say, um, that was broken by uh, my guys, Damian Barling and, J- and James Hamm uh, over at ESPN 1320. Uh, Damian tweeted out, he said, reporting with James Hamm, De'Aaron Fox has moved on from Kiss- Chris Gatson and family first sports firm and is joining Clutch Sports. This is a huge step for the 24-year-old Sacramento King guard. James Ham added to that. He said, I spoke with De'Aaron Fox following the game tonight. He and Gatson remain close like they have been throughout his career. He considers this a, quote, leveling up opportunity. So, 
you know, it, it's it was a bit of a shocker um, for a lot of people. But, you know, De'Aaron, I guess, felt, you know, he, he had to make one of those moves, man. He had to go get with Clutch, had to go get with Bridge Fall. And we talked about it a little bit on D'Lo and KC uh, on Monday. And Damien has some experience, you know, being an agent himself. And not to – I'm definitely not trying to talk any type of way about Chris. He's doing his thing or whatever. But when you're a up-and-coming agent, sometimes you, you need those reps. You need some years to build those relationships to be able to get, you know, a client like De'Aaron Fox to the heights that he should be at right now. And Chris may just not be at that spot right now. And De'Aaron looked at it as – Hey, you know, I'm 12th in the league in scoring. You know, I'm going for an all-star season, whatever the case may be. I don't even have a shoe contract right now. I need to do some things to solidify myself on the business end. And maybe that was the reason for moving on for Chris. But um, this is definitely a good move for him if he's trying to do some stuff off the court in, in a little bit more of a high-profile way. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, first off, I'll speak to Chris. Uh people don't realize this would be De'Aaron's third different agent in his career. Hmm. Started with Happy Walters and that relationship kind of disintegrated. I mean, at this point it's been reported. Remember when Iman Shumpert was on the team at the time. Yeah. So he was rep, he was rep by Happy Walters. Hmm. And there was a feeling within the organization, the Kings that Iman was, that Happy was trying to like hitch Iman to De'Aaron to get Iman paid. Mm. and the story became that apparently some people with De'Aaron didn't like that feeling or that that notion that that didn't like that mm-hmm. so that led to that break you know eventually a shump gets traded the team hadn't been the same <laughs> since shump got traded you know and then you get he goes you know Gaston who would people don't know people don't realize had basically been De'Aaron's trainer at this point almost half his life right right since he was like in the fifth or sixth grade or something yeah like that. at least half his life he's been his trainer and chris went through everything you know you'd have to do you know he gets certified to take care of that chris is the agent when he signs the max deal mm-hmm. and you gotta you gotta remember this too and in, in today's nba the role of the agent is a lot different this isn't the days of the david falks where they, they you know you had to actually come in and negotiate a certain deal you know, the, you know, the Leonard Armados and all those you know, all those guys. I mean, the NBA has got it set up now where if you're a max guy, here's what you get. Right. right. You know, I could negotiate that. Like, I could go in and say, hey, De'Aaron's a max player. Right. <laughs> you know, so the only thing I could think of is this has got to be about off-the-court things. You know, if you're with Clutch, you know, you're under that LeBron umbrella. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the, you know, the whole uninterrupted thing. You know, you get, you know, maybe a molt, maybe you have access to opportunities, you know, in, in front of the camera. You look at, you know, Draymond Green's a clutch guy. He's got his show on, you know, on you know, his domino show through, you know, uninterrupted. You got the shot. You got different opportunities, maybe. Because, I mean, De'Aaron's under contract. So it's not like right. you need anyone to come in and negotiate anything anytime soon. Right. My, you know, so I, you know, I'm, I, it's good to hear that he and Chris are still close. I mean, I talked to Chris not that long ago mm-hmm. and, I, you know, I didn't get any sense that there was any issues or like Chris would be like, you know, I, I was talking to Chris on some other stuff, not so much, you know, De'Aaron, you know, 
I had no reason to believe they weren't, you know, working together because Chris answered the call. Yeah. <laughs> called him, so it wasn't like, you know, and even with the shoe deal thing, I mean, is that I don't know that's not really getting even if it's an agent thing or you're the best player in Sacramento thing. Mm. You know, and even before then, he had the little deal he had. I remember he had the the, no, the, the shoes he had with Nike. So it's right. not, you know, that's, I don't even think that, you know, an agent would be an impediment to that. I look at right. it more as it's got to be for some of those off the court things, because in terms of the contract, he's going to be a max player his next contract. You don't need anyone special to, you know, figure that out. Right. So I just think it's got to be about other things out, you know, and when you hear the term leveling up, I know, I know one of my guys I know who's a who's a manager didn't like that because he knows how hard Chris works for De'Aaron. Mm. So he didn't like the term, the phrasing leveling up, like mm-hmm. as if, you know, Chris was holding him back. And I don't think that's the case. I guess I'm glad they're still, you know, because I know I've, I've known Chris the whole, pretty much the whole time De'Aaron's been in SAC. And mm. Chris is, you know, has always, you know, has always done a, you know, been honest about De'Aaron. You know, if you're, you know, I remember I wrote a story years ago Asked him, like, you know, what's going on with him with the, you know, remember he, he shot 37% from three, then he just dipped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, he'll tell you, no, I told him, keep your elbow in and you're, you're, you're fl- it's flaring out, you know, that's why you're doing that. He, he always had some, he always has, he had some real good insight into how De'Aaron thinks, you know, about, mm-hmm. he said, De'Aaron is so smart that sometimes he gets, he, this, this is when he was younger, maybe not so much now, he get bored. So if he made 10 shots in a row, he might be like, you know what? I know I made him shooting it this way. Let me try to make 10 this way. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, like I said, it's kind of the curse of being smart sometime with De'Aaron. This is what it was then. But I know Chris was there when, you know, when he's trying to put on weight back in the day. And remember, part of the reason why De'Aaron left Team USA, what was that, 2018? Yeah was to go to Chris's wedding. Hmm. So I think that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm I'm glad to hear, you know, the relationship is, you know, it sounds like it's still good. You know, I hope, I hope that it remains. Like I said, cause Chris is a good guy. Chris is a good, Chris is solid, you know, you know, and I've covered and been around many a guys changing agents. And then you just hope that the re and I, and I know the guys at clutch. So, hmm. I've, I have nothing bad to say about them either. So you just hope that my main thing, I just hope the relationship between Chris and De'Aaron is good. Sounds like it is. But yeah, it's a, it's got to, like I said, it's got to be about the opportunities away from the court because on the right. court, he's, he's cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, we talked about it a little bit and, and Damien used the example of, you know, he used to be the agent for Kara Lawson. And it was the same thing. It was like, basketball wise WNBA wise like all right I can I can do that you know because this is how much this person makes this is where she's comparable this is what she used to make and she, he was like even with the with the shoe deals right like all right I know what the Lisa Leslie makes this is where Kara's at this would be what she made like that isn't hard but he made the example of like when CAA says, "Hey, Carol, we want to, we want to, we want to represent you, and we can get you a job with the Wizards," he's like, "I, I can't compete with that. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I just, I, I'm not there. You know, as, as an agent, like I, I don't have that type of relationship in in these other worlds, and I just don't have that. And I feel like, and you could tell me if I was wrong, 
that's kind of maybe what happened with, with with the whole Chris Gatson thing. Like he's just getting started. You know what I'm saying? Like he, I have no doubt in my mind because I, I don't know him as well as you have, but I've had some interaction with him. Good guy. He's dedicated to this. I see what he's doing as far as like the guys that he's signing. I have no doubt in my mind he's going to be successful in this, but it's still just starting out. It's still what two, three years in existence when you can go that to clutch. And I know clutch isn't that old, but people think like rich Paul just came out of nowhere and started doing this. Rich Paul, he, he, he kind of grinded. Like he worked at night. He worked at CAA. He, he established those relationships and understood the game that way. And then I don't know. It was probably what 14, 15 years into LeBron's career. Then they started clutch. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I mean, so, this just didn't rise up last week. And then, like, you talk about, you know, the whole the example you used with Damian and CAA. Like, you know, Clutch can be like, hey, we're making Space Jam 3. You want to be in it, De'Aaron? Right. right. Yeah. You know, hey, De'Aaron, you want your own you want your own video game show? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's just different opportunities they can probably provide right hint now that, that, that you know, hey, like I said, that, that's just me speculating. I haven't talked. Uh, I saw the tweet, and I haven't talked to uh, Chris mm-hmm. in the last couple of days. You know, a lot of times I like to give people space when news like this breaks, especially since I'm not going to be writing about it because I'm pretty sure, you know, their phone is blowing up. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? You know, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just think, you know, there's just some things, you know, that there's just a different platform that a clutch and I know I'm, I'm blanking on the partnership they have in Hollywood. I'm blanking on it, but you know, I mean, shoot stuff. Universal probably. What what was universal? I think, yeah, you know, for God's sake, you know, something happens with LeBron. It gets, it goes in the Hollywood reporter, (laughs) you know, some people get their news broken in by ESPN or the, I mean, the athletic. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) You know, some guys get it, you know, you know, they're like, oh, the Hollywood reporter would like to report, you know, you get stuff like that. So it's a different audience. And I think if anything, maybe if you see De'Aaron, you know, on Instagram hanging out with LeBron, I don't know. You know, it's, it's always hard to gauge, you know, it could be music opera, you know, not, not, so, not so much music like De'Aaron's going to make an album, right. but, you know, collaborations with guys in music, you know, he's a Houston guy, you know. I don't know if he's a big Travis Scott fan, but maybe he is. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's stuff out there that they can help him with more so than the previous, you know, situation. But like I said, I just, you know, me knowing Chris, me knowing De'Aaron a little, I, I just am hopeful that this wasn't, you know, it doesn't sound like it was that this wasn't right. one of those bitter, yeah. you know, because the because the way the situation happened with Happy and them, it sounded like there was a little that there was that wasn't like one of those. Hey guys, you know, yeah. what is that? That was you know, there were some people within the King's organization who thought that that was they felt like Happy was trying to you know pull some strings to get Iman paid. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and until this season, some people would argue you should have paid Iman, and maybe that that streak would have ended a while ago. Yeah, now I agree with you, man. I like I said, I. From afar, I've watched the relationship with De'Aaron and Chris. And, you know, I, I hope everything's on the up and up when, you know, it's all good. Cause that's, 
like you said, that's that's years. That's years yeah. of, of a relationship and you know, and, and, and going on the journey together, you know what I mean? So I saw that when when James reported that, you know, it's, you know, the Aaron say he's still good with Chris. That that was a good sign. So yeah. I, I hope that's what it is, man. So yeah, and I and I hope Chris is Chris feels the same way because sometimes the guys say that they might be over there like <laughs> yeah, give you a little side eye, but I don't think that's like I said, they go back so far, you know. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they're fine. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I that's just me being silly. Don't, 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 don't nobody run to some pod, some uh, some blog and say that Jason said that Chris got no, I did, I, I'm, you know, you know, I've, I've seen some weird stuff happen. I'm like, I said, what. <laughs> Yeah, man. But um, yeah, man. So all the best to both Chris and De'Aaron moving forward. We're gonna take one more break. When we come back, we got a preview uh the 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 game on Tuesday night at the Golden One Center with the Brooklyn Nets coming to town, man. So we'll get into that. It's Kenny Caraway, it's Jason Jones, it's J Street Vibes. We'll be right back. Back here on J Street Vibes, my main man, Jason Jones. Kenny Caraway in the building here. And uh, we, we got to talk about this game. Some of you, well, all you guys are going to hear it tonight uh, at the Golden One Center. National TV, Damien, they flexed out. Well, this is crazy town too, right? Because originally the game was Knicks at Jazz. And you can't tell me they didn't have that on TNT thinking Donovan was going to the Knicks and that would oh, be the return home uh, is a return game back to the Jazz. Well, once the Jazz traded Donovan, traded him to Cleveland, they looked like they were tanking, and they were like, you know what, get this game out of here. They flexed it out for Nets at Kings, and lo and behold, the Jazz are like third in the West with like a 10-5 and five record. Who saw that coming? Yeah. And the Knicks, I think the Knicks are a little below 500. I think they're like a game below 500. But, um, yeah, they, they assumed it would be a trash game, and – Move the Nets and Kings in there. And luckily for everybody involved, Nets and Kings is still a pretty good game. Thanks to the Kings rebounding from their own four start. Yeah. And thanks for the Nets. The Nets actually giving a damn now that Steve Nash is gone. Now there's that too. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So <laughs> yeah, this is just a funny matchup for me. It's like a, about a year plus ago, the whole talk was, or, you know, man, what if the, what would the Kings give up to get Ben Simmons? And, do you give up a D? Do you give up De'Aaron Fox to get Ben Simmons? Ben is a two-time mm-hmm. All-Star. De'Aaron's yeah. never been an All-Star. You know, will De'Aaron even be an All-Star in the West? You got to get. You know, you do what you got to do to get an All-Star on your team. <laughs> and my have the mighty have fallen with Benjamin. <laughs> I mean, Benjamin Simmons. My God, it's questionable I mean, for a game tonight. By the way, too questionable. I mean, the cynics would say he's questionable for every game, you know, but man, this is who would have ever thought that it'd be, you know, now it seems it's laughable to think that people would have thought you would give up De'Aaron for him, mm. you know, but, you know, one thing about Ben is that if it's, if he's had a back issue, mm. we've seen guys have back issues and never be the same. Yeah. Think about Dwight Howard. Yeah. About what Dwight Howard was doing in Orlando, has the back issue, gets traded to the Lakers, comes back to, you know, that was, you know, and Dwight was still getting you double doubles, but he wasn't the same, you know, you know, same guy. People forget Ben is like 6'10, six, six, this is not a little guy. Right. right. So you're talking about back and knee. 
who knows what's going to happen with it. But I mean, there, there, it's an interesting matchup because, you know, no one can guard KD. <laughs> there won't, you know, Kyrie is still on punishment. You know, <laughs> Seth Curry's back. Who is back? Seth. Seth Curry. Oh. Oh yeah, the guy that uh, a former Kings coach thought couldn't play in the NBA at all. Yeah, <laughs> who could use who could use this guy? Not the Kings. <laughs> Not the, the Kings. Uh, I think they got rid of uh, that coach, but they still didn't resign Seth Curry for like he's not like a G League deal with the Mavericks. And it's like, what are you doing? He, he was killing while he was with the Kings, and they just ah no, let's just move on. They need. I mean, they like like rescinded his qualifying offer. It was like, what the hell is right. qualifying offer? Wasn't worth a damn. Like an NBA <laughs> money, but who right. needs? Who need? You know, why? Why bet on someone named Curry? You know, being able to shoot. Why bet on that? Right. You know, so, but, um, the, odds? the 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 Nets will be in town. I think I should have their 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 uh, record up. Let me look at. It. I think they're six and. Eight, like you said, they're coming off a loss to the Lakers on Sunday. Yeah, six and eight. Resurgent Lakers. The resurgent Lakers, huh? Yeah. <laughs> coming off a loss to the Lakers on Sunday. And I can't even say that with a straight face. I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't even really close. Lakers would have would have easy. easy. Oh, yeah, the Lakers, the Lakers stomped them. I mean, yeah. AD, AD hit them with that uh, thirty and eight with a thirty seven and eighteen. Mm. And see, and you talk about AD, and this is where I think one of the places where I think the Kings can have some success. I like Nick Claxton. He's a good ball player. I think he can go. But he's a little light when you talk about going up against the Ox, uh, DeMontis Sabonis. And we saw what DeMontis was able to do in the Warriors game when they didn't have a true big in there. They were a little light inside. He went 26 points, 22 rebounds. Now, I'm not predicting that we have that same production against the Nets, but I think this is a game where Domas can kind of dominate inside, not only on the boards, but finishing inside as well. You would would hope so, especially, like you said, the way AD, I mean, AD feasted, Mm -hmm. you know, against them. And then, you know, you would think that, You'd have you, you to me, you know. You, I don't know who, who I forgot who's starting at point guard. That Patty Mills, yeah, I can't believe right. it. You know, yeah, you would think you'd have an advantage against you know, you obviously have an advantage, De'Aaron, against Patty, you know. And it took me a while to call him Patty because I was like, <laughs> they always <laughs> mention your brother's name. How come he can't be Patrick Mills? I, I, I still don't call him Patty. No, we, we why? No, no, <laughs> Pat Mills, Patrick Mills. <laughs> Do I call him Patty? Not call him Pat. Oh, I, maybe I do call him Patty Mills. I think because everyone, I mean, it's kind of like uh, Ty with, with Ty Willingham. It was, I, I called him Tyrone Willingham, and then I had to basically give in that I was the only person still calling him Tyrone. Like I, was the, oh, I, might, I might be the only guy who still calls Ty Lou Tyron Lou. Yeah, you are. It's Ty. Like, Stop calling him Ty. The man's name is Tyron. <laughs> no, you know, we, we we not we not going we not going uh you know you know Patrick that's what we're gonna call him Patrick Mills. Well, I'll call him what he wants to be called. I'll be respectful. If he wants to be called Patty, we'll call him Patty. I didn't think I called him Patty Mills, but I guess I do call him Patty Mills. I think we all I think, we, I think it's like it's like me with Willingham. I had I had no choice. It's me with Ty Lue. I had no choice because I was the only idiot still calling him Tyron. <laughs> They're like, why? Who are you talking about? Who? No, no, no. Tyron was the player. Ty is the coach. I mean, maybe <laughs> I mean, this is a, this is another one of those games where 
if the you would you know I'm not gonna say the Kings should win, but it should be a competitive game just because you know KD is still he's still KD. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and even though Russell Westbrook blocked one of his shots, you know, you don't ever see you Westbrook know playing good basketball when he's not shooting three or fifteen. You know, hey, playing good basketball as of late. Yeah, so so that that's your way of saying you want to revitalize those internet Twitter Aaron <laughs> for for Westbrook trades? No, no, absolutely not, absolutely not. Are you, are you sure? I mean, you just said it. Russell's playing some good ball. He is playing some good ball. I like Russell Westbrook. That's that's like I am not Damian Barling with it, but I like him. But look at some of these names that Brooklyn's rolling into Golden One Center with. Obviously, you got Kevin Durant. Oh but yeah, going with Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton. Joe Harris, who's E Summer? I don't know. <laughs> I think this is Mark. It's not Markeith. Markeith is on the Clippers. It's the other Morris twin. Um, <laughs> He's like, hey, that's a damn shame. Can't say the man's name. It's the other one. It's <laughs> who is it, Marcus? It's Markeith. Markeith oh, Marquise. is on the. Yes, Markeith. I thought Marquise was on the Clippers. Who's no, Marcus is on the Clippers. Marcus is on the Clippers. Marquise is Mar- on the Clippers. No, my, my, favorite, my favorite net is David Duke Jr. That's <laughs> got to be the worst name for a brother in NBA history. <laughs> David like, Duke Jr. in six minutes had two points. He was a plus five, though, against the Lakers. It's so like maybe. dad was like, we're going to double down on this name. You have to, you, you're going to feel my pain. <laughs> And Patty Mills did not start against the Lakers. He played 13 minutes at two points. He was a minus 17. Although I mean, I you, I mean, you got some guys like you, plus minus. I don't like this. Look at some of the names. You're like, you know, hmm, you know, uh, ideally Cam Thomas is not a bad, no bad. Player. I like Cam Thomas. I do like him. If you can get TJ Warren healthy again, that's never going to happen. Okay, I mean, I didn't say that. You did, you know. <laughs> the, good, the man hasn't played in three years. <laughs> it's been that long. He hasn't played since the bubble. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't played since the bubble, where he was averaging like forty-five. Oh yeah, we, you know, yeah, bubble TJ. People talk about the bubble and who was like, you know, some things to me in the bubble were legit. Like I thought that the, I thought bubble or no bubble. I, I, my prediction before everything shut down was Lakers and Heat in the finals. So. Mm. That didn't surprise me, you know. The idea of the Clippers imploding in the playoffs could have happened anywhere, but Steve <laughs> Warren becoming, becoming, you know, Michael Jordan in the bubble was not on my buck. My, I didn't have another bingo card. So yeah. there, you know, so, yeah, so yeah. he's still not healthy, so he won't be playing on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm just yeah. This is just an interesting. Gosh. T.J. Warren, man, come on, man. We got, we got. I just want to see the brother get healthy. Yeah, me too. Who? Out of Xavier, how many years has he been in the league? I drafted in 2017. I don't know, Iman. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I should know this guy. I don't know. But yeah, he's the starting two guard, or he's the starting point guard, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Joe Harris is not a bad player. Oh, I like Joe Harris. You know, three point champion. Yeah, I like Joe Harris, but I keep saying this, Jason. I'm not saying oh they should do anything or anything like that. But you got an opportunity, all right, to continue 
going up the ladder here. Get yourself above 500 now. You got an opportunity. If you play well, if you play well, you got a shot to, you know, get above 500 for the first time this year. Yeah, and I think, too, though, the Nets are playing much. They're they're playing with a lot more force and intention for Jock Vaughn. I'm happy for Jock Vaughn, a Southern California guy who mm-hmm. should have got the job instead of Steve Nash mm-hmm. in the first mm-hmm. place. But some players who will rename nameless that have been multiple time all stars went to bat for Steve Nash. No, you thought, you know, with no experience to be a head coach. Uh. I mean, he wasn't Jeff Saturday, no experience. But, you know, <laughs> he was he was it was, Steve was out there playing soccer somewhere. And I don't know. work with the Warriors for that year. Yeah, he so he yeah, at least that did that. Even that didn't make it any better, really. Right. Seen, you know, but yeah, yeah. I, I thought Jock should have got the job after you know what he did after Kenny Atkinson was like, I don't need this. You know, mm-hmm. after he after he Murtaugh from a uh, lethal weapon, them. You know, was like, I I'm. Not. He wasn't even that old, but he he said, I ain't gonna deal with this. <laughs> you know, so they, they they clearly have responded to Jock Vaughn and seem to actually care because you can't tell me they cared when they were like two and six you can't tell me a team with that you know that much talent even if ben's not playing or that guy's not playing there was no reason for them to be that bad Mm. i I mean i think you're catching them at the time they don't have Kyrie, and sometimes it breaks the schedule you know you say you got to take advantage of this you know they're coming Mm. off of you know but the thing is, they did get blown out by the Lakers. So if anything, they'll they'll be ready to play. Yeah, Just because, sure. yeah, you know, generally a team wakes up a little when they get you know they get curb stomped by Lonnie Walker and company. Wow. So yeah, I, I expect I expect them to come out ready to play. I expect you know KD's been good all year, but he's KD. Yeah, you know? he's he not slowing up anytime soon. He's gonna do what he yeah. does, man. But you know, we'll see. National TV, Golden One Center is gonna be lit. I want to, you know, we'll 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 see if they can put on a show and get above five hundred on the season. Wow, Ooh, I mean, been think, above five hundred this late. We were looking at that today, and in twenty nineteen, the famous twenty nineteen year, they obviously they started off like one and three, but then they got hot and they mm-hmm. got above 500 and they didn't go below 500 until I think it was March 14th. After the all-star break. Yeah. Yeah. March 14th. So that was a little longer than I remembered, but yeah, they, they have yeah. around 500 and, and above 500 for a long time that year. Hopefully that's the case this year, man. So and maybe we'll, they'll light the beam and I don't know. Maybe oh, it's yeah. just yeah, baby. You know, we like lighting the beam up here. Let's I'm go. Lighting the beam. I'm thinking about cannabis. So I'm like, what are they talking about? I was like, oh, they doing that at, at, at Golden One? And light I remember that goddamn beam. Let's go. Like, that's just me and my damn messed up head going, light the beam. <laughs> oh, they're getting high. Yeah, they're about to get free agents now. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have plays no. about trade me to Sacramento. They blazing after West W. <laughs> We're going to play hard for this one, W. Y'all, y'all lighten up after games? Man, oh, man. Hey, whatever whatever gets them to the playoffs, I don't care. Do what you got to do. You know, I'm a proponent of it. It's all good. So, uh, yeah, Jay, man, that's, that's all the time we have for today. We'll be back Thursday with a new episode. We would add this Nets game, and we'll figure out what happened there and if the Kings are over 500, and we'll get into that. Jason, I always mess it up. Tell the people where they can find you at. Uh, Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC, Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. And just for the record, uh, Thursday's Founders Day for Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. For damn sure we're not recording that day. 
Oh no, no, no. We record we record on Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah. Just I just want people to realize, you know, and then I, I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but I hope my job don't expect me to do any work that day. <laughs> be down at the frat house. Where, you know, I, hmm? Where are you gonna be at? Is there you guys got some kind of I'm gonna be in Oakland. The frat house gonna be, be at the frat house in Oakland. Not all day, but I'm gonna I'm gonna head down there, get some, you know, get some some libation, you know, kick it a little bit. We got a whole week of stuff we doing. We got you know informational stuff, educational stuff. Okay. We got all kinds of stuff, community service. But then this weekend, I kicks it. Okay, I ain't mad. Yeah, at yeah. I'll be off the grid on the oh, weekend. One so. of my regrets in life, man. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't join a a, a frat, man. What are, what it ain't too late. It ain't too late. Yeah, but it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. Maybe, maybe not. We'll still, yeah. You'll never know. Honestly, to be honest with you, I, I talk about this all the time with, with my fiance. I think I probably, if I did pledge when I was in, I probably would have, I probably would have pledged Kappa. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, one of my best friends is a Kappa. My, my, me and him go back to seventh grade. Oh God! Right. That's the only part where we diverge. <laughs> We're, you know, we, you know, same sports teams, everything. That's yeah. the one part where we go. Hmm. Then we come back yeah. together. See, I, I, but I probably would have gone somewhere. I, I don't think I would have gone with the Q's. Y'all some wild boys, man. Y'all some wild boys. I don't know if I would have gone with the Q's. Kappas are a little, a little too pretty, Ricky. You know what I'm saying? So I probably would have, probably would have gone elsewhere, at some point. Yeah, I don't know what you mean by wild. I plead the fifth. <laughs> What you mean by wow? <laughs> on that note, it's, uh, I, at IMK Diddy, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter on both of them. And you can check me every Monday through Friday, noon to four, D Lo and KC, ESPN 1320. And uh, yeah, me and my main man, Damian Barling, talking everything you need to know about the Kings, man. So yeah, I um, forgot theathletic.com. I forgot I still write. That's right. That's right. Absolutely, man. So yeah, I still, you know, I got some. I got we got some uh, jersey rankings coming out this week about the city edition jersey. Oh, oh, you getting that Charlotte joint? No. <laughs> Never. Yo, they wild for that one. I'll they like, wild I, for that I, one. To be blunt, I, I, I'll say this: I can find it. I don't need it across my chest. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you, know. you know, next week. Next, when, when are you writing that article? That's coming. That's coming out uh, this week. Okay, we might have to preview that on the next episode. We, 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 we rank them. You know, I ha- I give my opinion on the Kings one. You know, we all we just give it. We, we all just kind of chime in on each jersey. Yeah, yeah. We gonna dive. We gonna dive deeper into that one. I'm, I'm interested in that because there's some good ones and there's some what in the hell are you doing ones. Yeah, Charlotte is amongst the top of really, <laughs> really just, just across the chest. Really, they have finally um, upstaged Cream City. I didn't think it could be done. I got, I got, a, I got a Cream City shirt and hat. And I wore that. I wore that joint on Valentine's Day. You got to get that Charlotte joint, then, man. You got. Uh, no, I Cream City's more my alley. I wore that on Valentine's Day. I I was like, yeah, I'm to go see my girl. Like I got my Yannis shirt on. It was like, oh hell, what Cream City? In the words of my mother and my girlfriend, you're disgusting. But I'm like, hey, that's what I said. Them kills me wild, bro. Them kills me wild. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it had nothing to do with the fraternity. That's just, but that's just how y'all be moving. Cream City's about beer. 
Yeah, y'all be moved. This is the way y'all move, though, man. Y'all wild, man. Kareem City's about beer. I like beer. <laughs> no doubt, man. We appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in later in the week on J Street right, Wise. Man. We up out of here. Peace.